Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, October 22nd, 2019. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Tuesday, that can mean only one thing. Dwayne Long checks in from the capital city of Columbus. Dwayne, how are you doing this fine, crisp morning? I'm doing great. It's it's great to be a Buckeye fan right now. Given that, you will understand the thrust of our show here today. We are going to try and go over real concerns for the Buckeyes as they take their 7-0 record into this game with Wisconsin in the shoe this weekend. The key point being there are no real concerns. We're probably going to have to make some stuff up here. Dwayne, do you have any real concerns about the Buckeyes given their performance thus far? Well, I I got to uh, be a little concerned. We we were looking at uh, offensive line as a as a uh, strength, and it has been with the starting five in there. Um, we saw a lobby struggle, which was a real big surprise when uh, when he he got the nod. And then uh, uh, I don't know how closely you've looked at this game this past week. Uh, <laughs> we we see why. Uh, Petit Ferrer did not win the right tackle job, or he's he's not ready. He we saw him be either the 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 prototype, the guy that we expected him to be, or he's all over the place. He's he's a soup sandwich. He he's wow. Is you know it was he went from one extreme to the other, and it was a uh, play. By play, you know, it was you didn't know what you were going to get. So that is the only concern. And of course, uh, Fields cannot get hurt. Fields cannot get hurt. But other than that, no, I, I don't know how you could be. I mean, we saw the depths of the off- defensive line recently because of some injuries. Uh, I, I just don't know where the weakness of this team is, other than. Uh, people getting hurt, key people getting hurt. And, you know, like I said, on the offensive line, that is right now uh, a concern for me. Uh, we've seen that we just don't have the depth we thought we did. Not that they were that awful, but it's, they're, it's just not the same team without starting five that we currently have in there. I was interested to see Thayer Mumford get back in the game so quickly. It leads me to believe he's not as hurt as we might have thought. My only real concern is K.J. Hamler of Penn State. I look at the schedule. I don't see anybody who can trade punches with them on a legitimate level in the regular season, that is. I see one player that can legitimately hurt them, and that is K.J. Hamler of Penn State. I hope he gets introduced to a combination of Sean Wade and Jeffrey Okuda and see how we can handle those pros and put Jordan Fuller over the top or whatever. I may be even giving Hamler too much credit, but he scares the crap out of me. All right, Dwayne, if you had to make up a concern, you already did the Justin Fields one. I have that here. Obviously, if they lost Justin Fields, it would be a huge issue. Anything else on the horizon that you could see giving them issues? Uh, No. I mean, one of the things that is huge that we haven't really talked about, Dan, is how the schedule broke our way. We get Wisconsin at home and Penn State at home. We got Michigan State at home. Uh, You know, the only away game that we have that might be a concern 
is uh, Michigan. And the Michigan team I've seen, I've watched them several times. I that's just that's just not good enough. That product they're putting out on the field, a bunch of guys that you never heard of. You don't go down their roster and and see a bunch of guys that you heard heard about all recruiting seasons. You know, over the past few years, he, he's just not winning the important battles. And you know, he can't just count on going into Ohio and pulling out talent anymore. There's still a nice talent level here, but it's not what it was when Michigan was in their prime. And, and you know, they really filled their roster with Ohio State, Ohio, State of Ohio players. So, uh, you know, it's, it's just not a good enough product they're putting out on the field. Uh, and, and really, uh, because we're Buckeye fans, we're, we don't get credit for – Pointing out things where you know, ah, oh, you're just you're just uh, being Homer. Shea Patterson is just not a good quarterback. Uh, I've seen him go Joe Bozerman way too many times during the game. I mean, uh, the fans need to put on helmets themselves. If the ball it's going somewhere that you don't want it, they don't have a back that can change games. And they do have some really nice receivers. Nico Collins is a great-looking receiver. Uh, right now, he's a better receiver than Donovan Peoples-Jones. There's no question. He's, he's more impactful. And uh, the great defense they had, now they don't. They really don't. So uh, that's just – everything's just falling our way. It just seems to be our year. Uh, you know, and next year might even be better if we hang on, keep a few guys from going pro. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really optimistic about where this team could go. You brought up a great point about hearing the recruits' names or former recruits' names when you're watching the game. Given our profession here and my level of nerdiness, you don't hear those names when you're watching a mission game. I will say this, you hear them all the time when you watch SEC games. Tennessee had a surprising number of them. Uh, Georgia, you'll hear a bunch of names out there of guys Ohio State had targeted but did not get. You do not hear those names when you watch a Michigan game. If we were going to talk about a made-up concern, here is mine. They have yet to really face a legitimate passing offense. I do think they'll be able to handle it beautifully, and anybody who tries to stay in the pocket, against Ohio State consistently is going to end up on a stretcher. But they haven't faced it yet, so I guess the idea of a material quarterback who can really get it down the field would scare me. Though when I look out across the landscape, I did mention K.J. Hamler. The only teams with an arsenal of receivers I think that can really threaten Ohio State are the Oklahomas, the Clemsons, and the Alabamas. I do like Michigan's receivers. Nico Collins is a big guy, but he's just not – they don't have the speed to threaten Ohio State down the field. And obviously the number one concern that everyone should have is Justin Fields' health. Chris Chuganoff looks like a nice kid and uh, has a surprisingly strong arm, but he is no Justin Fields. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break and be back to talk about the Badgers. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. 
Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Dwayne, this would have been your marquee game of the week, two top five or six teams getting after it. But then the fighting Lovey Smith upset the apple cart, beating Wisconsin. How does that affect the game this week, you think? What did it do to your impression of Wisconsin? Uh, it irritates the hell out of me, Dan. Why do they have to, you know, if they're going to lose, lose earlier in the year. Right now, I mean, before noon Saturday passed, we were looking at a top six football team coming in here, and if we whip the tar out of them, that is going to look good on their national resume. Now they've gotten beat by actually a better team than I thought. Uh, Lovey, if they leave him alone, he might get them back competitive again. Uh, they, they, I, I was impressed with what I saw. If they had a better quarterback, uh, this could have been even a worse whipping. Uh, anyway, getting back to the point, uh, it just, I, I was watching that and I was shaking my head. I said, we needed them to come in here top 10. That would have been in our best interest. Uh, now, what team we're going to see, I don't know. I thought we would beat Wisconsin. What I see is a typical Wisconsin uh, team, especially at quarterback. They bring these guys out. They've been trotting them out for as long as I can remember. And against the uh, uh, Illinois of the world, when Illinois has been what they've been in the past, uh, these guys, they look like, wow, that's pretty nice-looking quarterback Wisconsin's got. But then when the competition shows up, somebody who can uh, who can play, they fold. They're little weak-armed pocket pass- passers, often accurate, and they just can't handle pressure because they can't move. And he is it's, – it's cookie cutter for – Ever, it seems like Wisconsin has trotted out guys like Cohen, and uh, when the chips are down, they're just not. They need time. Uh, you, you give them pressure, and they just fold. And and they're not going to beat you down the field. They're going to nickel and dime you. They don't have a guy that's going to go in and throw deep outs and and nine rounds. They they just don't have it. So. Uh, you know, I thought we would we would handle them. Uh, which are they going to come in here angry because they're they got to win, or are they you know now looking back and watching a tape saying you know what we're not as good as we thought we were. So we don't know what we're getting with Wisconsin. I'm not really worried about it. I thought we would handle them. Uh, just stuff the line. Don't let Taylor beat you because Cohen can't. Pretty much sums it up right there. We have been waiting for Jack Cohen to be put in a pressure situation. Wisconsin almost, their coaching is really suspect. Why they were passing the ball when they were in the game against Illinois makes no sense to me. And Cohen threw a high school interception. I think he thought it was man. It was clearly zone defense. That was not a fluky uh, loss for Wisconsin. So I'd be really concerned. I don't see it. they have any chance to slow the Buckeyes down consistently. Maybe this will be a close game for the first quarter and a half. But I see the second quarter surge from the Buckeyes happening again. Uh, if you told me this game was 45-14 or 45-10, I wouldn't even be surprised. I just don't see how they're going to score. I don't see how they're going to threaten Ohio State down the field. They have the one receiver, Cephas. My guess is Ohio State can handle that. 
All right. Given that, Ohio State will come out of the game undefeated again. Now that you've seen the rest of the country, and we'll kind of check in on this each week, Ohio State is a clear national title contender, and we are now in the process, I think, of establishing teams that have a chance to beat them. Here are mine. Alabama, Clemson, Louisiana State, and Oklahoma. Do you agree or disagree? I would agree. I'm still not sold on Clemson. I am. I keep watching them, and I keep saying the the 2015 Buckeyes, a team that should be better than what they were. Uh, they sputter, and they, you know, uh, uh, they're not uh, as good at quarterback as they thought they would be, and we expected them to be. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was looking like a generational talent at the end of last year, and he has not reached that form. It's not that he's been bad. It's just he's just not been that guy that can make a difference uh, in any game. Uh, but but those would still be the same. Definitely Alabama, Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma is the one that's underrated. Uh, and uh, LSU. LSU is – we're going to find out here what the SEC is going to be a meat grinder here at the end of the year. These teams are going to meet each other, and there are going to be some games – to sit, get, sit down with some adult beverage and, and enjoy. Yeah, keep in mind, if you face one of these teams, or let's say when they face them, it's going to be after a month layoff. And if it's Clemson, you're going to take their best punch. And they are super talented. That is no doubt about that. Those are the four teams I see right now that I think could stand in the ring and trade punches with Ohio State. We will update that every week as Dwayne joins us. We appreciate everybody stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.